Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm a climber with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russell Rocky Other names, Trade Addicts Pod Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. And I am Zach Reed, and I am the third man in with a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 280 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. And Wait, hold on. The DAP Network, if you will. I, know, you I, I was ready to do it, and then there it, was no DAP. It's, it's football. I like. I'm like. I was ready to jump in, and I'm like, it, we get football into like real football. It's crazy. In two days. Today's Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday. Well, who knows when I'm actually going to put this out? So, like, it could be like yesterday we had football because I've sometimes forgotten to post this till Friday morning. But you know, like, yeah. Well, it's really funny because. I dropped my son off at a friend's house and there, you know, someone's like, oh, I like fantasy football. I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and they're like, so like, do you have any drafts? And I'm like, well, I mean, like I, I only really do dynasty. So my drafts were rookie drafts three months ago. And he's like, you're ready. And I'm like, I gotta be honest. I know. I don't want to start setting lineups. I did it today. It was awful. Like, and that's why I put in the tweet today, you know, usually I ask questions about silly things. I'm just like, so you're you regretting all those leagues you joined? Oh, my God. It took forever. And I I actually I have to be honest. There's a couple of teams that were better than I remember or thought they were. But then there were some teams that I'm just like, what was I thinking that this team is going to be good? <laughs> I had the same thing. And also I was spent late last night cutting a bunch of guys in TA1 through 11 because I realized I hadn't done that yet. <laughs> We had one league, one league, shout out TA3 that I did not have to make cuts for. Unlike this man on the screen below me, who I had to make roster moves for, Zach. Oh, no, you did? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I did. (laughs) Oh, no. I know. Man, I feel horrible because I I, I literally went through last night. And and did that, and I was like, oh well, I'm under, under, under. Like all of my teams are way under. I had to cut an Olympians. I was like, oh, I'm good. You were not good. No. Oh no, is this that must be TA11? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I feel bad, Russ. You should. I, it hope, was I like, hope you cut all my good players. It was forty I don't have any seconds worth of work that I was not looking forward to. <laughs> Actually, it was great. It was a great distraction from coming back after missing. You know, I was on vacation last week, so I had a week's worth of work to catch up on. So I would much rather be going through rosters than doing real work. So I was absolutely fine with it. <laughs> Though this was, 
I wish I could like last year I remembered to pay attention to like the most intriguing name I cut or like the one I cut the most. And I don't, I don't remember anyone. There was like one or two people. Cause usually like, at least if you're like me, you don't super pay attention to the depth of your roster. So you have a couple of free agents on there. A couple of guys that got cut three weeks ago. So many free agents. (laughs) A, A lot of people didn't like I had to, I was nice. I have to say I was nice. And if I could make an IR or a taxi yep, squad, I'm just I doing the it. same thing in my leagues. Yep. But I had to make like Justice Hill. I cut three three people had Justice Hill on their team, and no one else. I'm just like, I think this is probably the worst person. I am sorry if for some reason you wanted Justice Hill on your team, but you should have made your own darn cuts. And someone's uh, someone's like, thank you for not cutting Josh Allen. And then part of me wants to be like. I'm going to put IDP on real fast, put <laughs> defensive Josh Allen on their team just so I can drop them just to see if there's a reaction because, you know, you're making me do work and I want to be a jerk about it. Ugh. Speaking of being a jerk, let's, let's move, let's move on to the news. Cause there's a lot of news that are it's not necessarily their fault, but they're still jerks for getting hurt. Right. Like <laughs> it's gotta be someone's fault. And it's not, it's not, it's not mine. So let's start with what happened today. Travis Kelsey hyperextends his knee today. When does he play? Thursday. Like, he, is, he doesn't even have, like, the early games on Sunday. No. There's a pretty good chance he's not playing on Thursday. And, Zach, who are our tight ends on the teams we're competing? Yeah. Yeah. It's Travis Kelsey is, yeah. is the big one. Uh, I have him, I think, in maybe – three or four of my five leagues. So luckily in, in your leagues, I also rostered somebody like Mark Andrews or Kittle or so like, I've got a little bit of run, but that leaves me real thin at my QB two, who was the other tight end. Taste some hill time, baby. Um, <laughs> I, I'm screwed. Cause I don't do that. I mean, you I, I would like to be able to do that, but I still don't. So, like, I'm starting – well, I'm starting a lot of Juwan Johnsons in general. Like, if my team isn't good, I have Juwan Johnson on my team because I think he's going to do well enough at some point throughout the season to gain value. I don't know if it's going to be week one. I doubt it's going to be week one. I might be screwed in tight ends at week one. I really hope Evan Engram does well, though. I did not realize how much Evan Engram I had in my leagues. Hot. I, I have a bizarrely high number of Tyler Higbees. I'm finding out when I uh, was well, that's looking fantastic. at this. Yeah, which For is actually good. You know? <laughs> Where Cooper Cup is going to see a specialist about his hamstring. And the really interesting wording of Sean McVay, it's not about being ready to play. It's being ready to perform. And we're sitting here. I'm sitting here at least saying, well, he's not on IR. So like, even if he does miss this week, he can play. He'll play next week. Re- ready to perform. And now I get this is coach speak at the highest level because he's making up words at this point. Well, phrases. He's not making up words. Like, I, how worried? Just someone tell, like, I shouldn't be super worried. Like, I was talking to John Bosch today, and talking to John Bosch is always the worst idea, no matter what you're talking about. You never want to talk to John because he's just he's a Debbie Downer. Let's just, I'll, I'll keep it light. Um, so like, he's like, yeah, like what, like, what is he going to be out like six weeks? They're going to be upset. They didn't put him on the IR because you know, what does any of this mean? And I don't know what any of this means. And I guess the question 
I need to ask you two is how panicked should I be? Because I was absolutely going out and trading for Cooper Cup like a month ago when it was non-point scoring season. And you can get him for the equivalent of like a late first. And I'm telling myself over and over again, regardless of how much he misses, hoping it's very little time. If he misses two, three weeks, he's still coming back and going to most likely be scoring me the the wide receiver one points per game because that's what he can do. And I'm just drilling that into my head so I don't cry. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm going to, like, both of you are, how worried are you about the situation? And do you... Are you now interested enough in Tyler Higby in the Puka Nakua to actually like, are you <laughs> like Higby, like you just said, Rocky, we might be forced into starting him in a place or two, but like, are you like feeling good about pl- putting anybody else on the Rams in your starting lineups instead? Higby would be the only one. I mean, who the hell else knows who they're going to throw to there? Uh, but yeah, his target share, I would think would, would shoot through the roof is the one established other guy there. The thing that scares me about this is Hammy's like linger and and reoccur, and especially when you're he's what, approaching thirty, and I would expect recovery time might take longer. Reoccurrence might be a little more likely, even if he comes back in two to three weeks. Does he re-injure it in week five or six? Like this is pretty scary to me. Well, what do you think, Zach? I see you well, itching to talk over there. No, and like this is a re-injury, also. True. Like, that's true. Like, it's like, a, yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not an injury that you can, you have to rest. Like you have to full on rest because even if you're walking around, you're, you're using your hamstrings and, and it's, I don't know if you're familiar, but it's like three different muscles on the back of your leg. So the, but, and they all kind of attach up at the top of, of your, um, your femur is the long one. Um, and, and but yeah, like it's you're always you're always using them when you're moving around, and so the risk of re-injury, and I think that's part of why he's gone to the specialist. But it won't surprise me, and and if I'm a Cooper Cup owner, I would rather have him sit out six or seven or eight weeks. I know that sucks for fantasy, but I'd rather have him available for the playoffs and healthy than I would have him, you know, play two games and be done for the season. Yeah, it's one of those it's the same thing with like Jonathan Taylor where I mean you're you're really 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 sad seeing those zeros but you, you know they're playing at some point this season and if your championship team is riding on the back of one player maybe you're not a championship team. I mean like <laughs> don't get me wrong, Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup have both finished as the one of their position so you know, they, they're they good. They're nice to have as long as much as you possibly can. But uh, it's sad. Like, that that's really all I can say is this is all very sad. <laughs> and our last piece of news is Jeff Wilson is on the IR for some reason out of nowhere that I didn't even know until I was going through the <laughs> rosters to see if I needed to cut people. And... Again, like I said, I was being nice, and instead of just cutting people, if there was an IR move I could make, especially our leagues where we have 10 IR spots, you know, I was dropping people to IR. I'm like, oh, I can put Jeff Jeff Wilson's on IR, which I guess I'm a little okay with because I have, like, no Jeff Wilson, but I do have a lot of Devon A-Chain, and apparently he's fine in practicing, so A-Chain season. Um, 
I like, man, I don't even know. Like, I just, this is one of those things where we, it reinforces my feeling of wait until literally the last second. If you're ever going to trade for a running back on your team, because trading for Jeff Wilson for what literally even like with the news going of he's pretty probably going to start because a chain was hurt and there's nothing else going on. You probably don't have to pay more than a late, late, late second, maybe two thirds to go get Jeff Wilson off of someone else's roster, but you're still kind of, you, you know, it's a lost cost now. And like, which is why it was funny again, talking to John where I was about to say, well, now's when you go get a running back. He's like, no, no, no. You're like three, four weeks before you have to go get a running back. And I'm like, um, John, John, it's, 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 it's week one. <laughs> it's like, nah. You start someone crappy. Like here, you could be starting Raheem Mostert right now because you thought someone was starting Jeff Wilson and now you're not. And I'm like, stop making good points, John. That's not why I talk to you. I don't know why I talk to you. Um, but like that, that's really why I re- wanted to bring this up. It's not like anyone, again, was riding their team's hopes on Jeff Wilson. But it's like when I say wait to the very last second to go trade for a running back, of course, again, this is Jeff Wilson and not Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, or someone that you really are riding your team on, but still sucks. Um, now, both of you, I don't like. I know Rocky. Every time we talk about rookies, you're like, ah, I didn't look as much as I normally do. I didn't <laughs> as much tape as I could have. Um, I'm curious how you are now. You two are now feeling about a chain as the seemingly guy in in Miami. Now I know Zach, you were a little lower than consensus than consensus. Wow, that happened. All right. Um, but like, how do you feel right now, given a combination of what you saw in talent and situation? Are you, are you okay yeah. starting him right now? Yeah. Well, and especially like, I, I think he is a little bit Devin Singletary ish where like he runs better between the tackles than you expect him to. Mm-hmm. He's not very big, but he's pretty slippery and he's a great That's pass very, catcher. Very politically correct. Yeah. Nice of you. And, and he's a great pass catcher. And so, yeah, like PPR leagues, like I'm fine with that. I think they'll probably be able to use him and get him in space. And and that offense will be a little quicker paced and, you know, which it should be anyway. I think two is better off getting the ball out quickly. I think you really saw that with, with the addition of Tyreek Hill being able to stretch the field and then Waddle being able to play a little better underneath and, and get open quickly and a chain should be a you know another piece that allows that to happen. So yeah, I mean like you're not unhappy if you drafted Devin A chain by any stretch. Yeah, I'm I'm basically with that. I, I was a little lower on him. I, I wasn't super impressed as as a runner, but he's definitely got pass catching chops, which is the most important thing um, for a running back, especially a guy who's not going to be the lead in general, we're going to be the lead guy. Uh, I just have this weird feeling it's going to be Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert season until until he gets injured in like week two or three. But <laughs> <laughs> I, they're they're very similar to me because I'm a chain literally has track speed and seriously, I watching Raheem Mostert, it looks like a camera trick. He doesn't look like he's trying, but he's so much faster than everyone else. It's ridiculous. Like so. Like to me, they're very, very similar. In which case, I think that's fine because I think I would rather have just split between drives or 
not not situational players, I think is the way I'm trying to say it. Like, uh-oh, he's getting pulled out because they have a better pass catcher. At least you know at any given time when A-Chain is on the field, he can run any kind of play as opposed to the Belichickian, this guy's on, he's going to be doing this. So so I, I'm good with that. And like you said, yeah, most will be great for three weeks and then the sad news will come out. <laughs> Speaking of sad news, our uh, good friend Jordan Loop at Cantaloupe underscore FF today released his week one sits, which are always groundbreaking information. Just in case you didn't know, his sits of the week are Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, Jeff Wilson, Alvin Kamara, and Corey Davis. <laughs> he is good. He's yeah, so good. good. Never wrong. That's Never, he's deep insight there. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, we have a question in the chat before we move on because that was all the news anyway. Uh, uh, Matthew, I need to drop two players in a two QB league, trying to pick be- between Jacoby Brissett, Kyle Trask, Isaiah Spiller, Zach Moss, and Devin Singletary. Uh, I know that's a, a weird group there. In a two, I think- like in a. I, like I'm keeping the quarterbacks. Yeah, I think I'm keeping Devin Singletary, which kind of narrows it down to the other two, which is gross. Yeah, and I, it's honestly that's really what I was thinking. Like, I think Singletary is probably the best back out of the three of them, and I like Isaiah Spiller more than Zach Moss. And that's like that's not analysis at all. That is literally just like I like the player better, and I think. I know it's two QB. Do you not even consider Trask? Because I think Trask is garbage that's never going to start. If it were super flex, I would be more willing to drop him than if it was two QB. Um, I guess roster size might also come into play, but in a two QB, I just don't want to drop back, like straight up backup quarterbacks. Yeah, I think Spiller is probably definitely one of them. And then I, yeah, that's kind of a tough, I guess Zach Moss, because Devin Singletary might have a little bit more of a regular role. Yeah, well, I, and, I, I feel and, like you're not going to feel great or bad no, about this. Exactly. <laughs> it's like so the, flip a couple of coins, you know, go get some gelato, flip a couple of coins. The the way I look at it, though, with Singletary is I have a lot more confidence in him if he gets the job. Like, yeah. it, like if something exactly, were to happen, because yeah. that's what you're that's what you're looking at is you're looking at in case of emergency break glass. I, I know what Isaiah Spiller is. And, and yeah, he had a long run the other day against you know, the third string of whatever team they were playing, and that's fine. And Zach Moss, I know that there were people who liked him coming out. He was like my ninth running back in a class with four running backs. So it's it's got to be Singletary. Yeah, that's – yeah. All right, so let's move <laughs> on. Um, Zach, we're going to go to the – listener questions i was gonna i was gonna make you choose but i'm just like we're gonna do listener questions because they're both silly and whatever um the first one at trip andy i want your thoughts on my harry potter league trade and i'm only putting this like i usually don't you know put other people's trades on as the listener questions but it's my harry potter league and zach's in it and so i put it in anyway plus we didn't have a lot of questions um trevor lawrence and a first for josh allen and a second Okay, so I love Trevor Lawrence. And let's assume since you're getting Josh Allen back, it's not going to be a very early first. 
is Trevor Lawrence's ceiling actually RB RB whoops QB like six or five five or six like does he have the ability to score that high because I think that's what it would take for there to be a first only well and then a second coming back difference between these two quarterbacks I I think that his ceiling is like just below that because again I don't I don't think that he's going to be the the runner because now if you look at the top quarterbacks it's all guys who run and and he's he's not a bad runner he's a mobile quarterback but he does not have the the rushing volume and and the he doesn't put up the yards to to get there i i want the josh allen side on this oh yeah very pretty easy very very easily for me but like and I figured that's really the answer, but I really wanted to turn this into a question of, and again, it's really hard for me to always hard for me to look past my biases. And I love Trevor Lawrence. I love the team around him. Like, I mean, there's Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley but, and tank behind him. What more do I need? Like only if T Higgins were to go there, could this team get better for me or Justin Ross also? I mean, I guess there's a few ways, but like, you know, so I guess, like that that's really what I wanted this to turn into. Like, what do we think Trevor Lawrence's ceiling really is? And is there really a ceiling for anyone that's not a straight up running court like Justin Herbert? What's Justin Herbert's real ceiling? Is it that much different from Trevor Lawrence's? I don't I don't think so. And I like I'm not even comparing them as players or what they've done in the past. Cause I know there's going to be people like, how dare you? Cause that's Justin Herbert and what he's done. And I, again, I'm always willing to write off Trevor Lawrence's rookie year because urban Meyer should not have ever existed. Um, and last year that offense just got better and better. And now they have Calvin Ridley. So I just, I, I guess that's really what it was. Like, this is me asking if I should manage my expectations because I don't at this point think that Trevor Lawrence is going to score as the QB one. I just I don't think it's very possible for anyone who isn't Patrick Mahomes that doesn't run like Jalen Hurts, like Josh Allen, like Lamar, like Justin Fields, most likely will, like we expect Anthony Richardson to. You know, I I, I think it's really, really hard for I mean, but they're not even statues anymore. It's not like we're talking about Brady. We're talking about guys that just aren't straight up runners. Yeah, I think you said it. Unless he's like an all time great, it's just hard to be a regular like cracking in the top five regularly. Like I think he could have Patrick Mahomes type uh, mobility, but even still you have to have Patrick Mahomes type everything else to, and to, to be in that range. Yeah. And then Andy Reid is your coach. Yeah. All that stuff. So, and it's, it, it's not only like the top, the top five isn't as striated as, as we tend to think it's really the top, the top th- three. three. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe there's a fourth guy that sneaks in if, you know, Lamar Jackson has a year or whatever, but then, so, but then like four to eight or nine, you're getting basically 20 points a game out of your quarterback regard. I mean, in, in the a pretty standard, typical scoring yeah, that that's what you're getting. And, and those top guys are giving you another five, four, five, six points on top of that. So like Hertz and, uh, Allen and Mahomes are giving you 24, 25, 26 points. And then the, the next group is it's, it's very similar to tight end. And I, you hear people talk about this all the time. Like there are a few tight ends at the top. And then there's this middle class of tight ends where everyone gets really excited about Hawkinson and Goddard. And they're like, 
yeah, these they're they're good, but they're never going to give you what Kelsey gives you, what Andrews can give you, uh, the couple years that Kittle gave you, and if he gets back to running after the catch, you know, has that potential. But it's there's such a striation and such a flat tier of those eight players, those eight quarterbacks after the top three. That I can, I can still tell you without a shadow of a doubt that no one in trade addicts 11 is still excited about Dallas Goddard. <laughs> um, now there, this, I guess there's no real way to answer this question, but like your guys thoughts, like are we getting to a point where we're going to start reducing the uh, scoring for QB running? That's an interesting like, question. Cause like if Anthony Richardson and Justin Fields end up as QB four and five, because they just run as much as they possibly can because their team isn't great. Like, I, I wonder at what point do we get annoyed by that and start There's doing talked about hasn't Addison talked about that? I don't listen. I remember to him. him. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I remember hearing him somewhere before people. talk about coming up with scoring for a league. Well, he does a lot. Uh, well, yeah. he I know works a lot on QB scoring for actual good quarterbacks as opposed to Jameis Winston Blake Bortles esque you know players. Right. But I I I don't think I'm there. I'm nowhere near there actually, but if it does come down to where these players who, especially if, you know, Lamar does um, end up being historically good, you know, uh, like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert ends up being these historically great quarterbacks, but still finishing fantasy as like QB seven to 10, kind of like the Derrick Henry thing where he literally broke NFL records and was the running back three on the season, you know, like if we're going to start pushing to change and no Rocky, did we get a third question and I just miss it? Oh yeah, we did. Sweet. All right. (laughs) Um, I'll put it on the sheet. Um, So the next question we have is at quiet Kevin FF, who I still don't know. Do we know who runs that by the way? No idea. (laughs) Um, but it's a very creepy picture of Kevin Cotillo's face. Um, Could you please discuss why Trey Lance immediately makes the Dallas Cowboys the team to beat in the NFC East? Also, how does Zach get his head so shiny? Um, (laughs) I can answer the the last question. Yes, I was going to say, let's get that. So, so, and not a sponsor, could be a sponsor, but Skull Shaver. My kids were like, Dad, you're bald. And I was like, I know. And so for, <laughs> for, for Father's Day, they got me. They, and it's it's actually fantastic. It's this little, like, electric. It's got five heads on it, and you just go. And it's very shiny. Look at that. Oh, it is. It, yeah, it I'm, is pretty shiny. I'm squinting every time you duck your head a little bit. <laughs> um, but I do love that I've been hearing a lot of people, like, worried about Dak Prescott because the Cowboys sent a fourth to get Trey Lance. And – I need I, I'm gonna say it out loud and I really hope you to agree with what I'm about to say is this has nothing to do with Dak Prescott. They are not booting him at no. the end of his contract. This is not any writing on any wall. They saw the ability to get a good backup for not a lot. You know, like Trey Lance could probably walk in and do pretty well with their system and the players they have. And and that's all you getting that for a fourth, I think, is a steal. That, that that's what Jalen Hurts was supposed to be. Just gonna throw it out there. 
Good backup. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm no. joking. I'm joking. Carson Wentz was garbage. So, like, look, the Eagles have the draft capital. They could still replace him. They could. <laughs> I, I have I have a lot of audio of me talking about Jalen Hurts and and uh, using names like Cam Newton and uh, Lamar Jackson in in talking about him coming in as a rookie. But uh, Lance, like, this is a this is a brilliant move. This is a this is a savvy dynasty owner seeing Trey Lance available for a, a, a fourth round pick. Well, I mean, in dynasty, it'd probably be like a third, but whatever. Like yeah. seeing Trey Lance being discarded, and again, has some pieces to be talented. So why not? Why not roster him? I mean, that's it's it's not a bad move, but it yeah. is, has nothing to do with Dak. I yeah, actually nothing. do think it's like a Howie Roseman kind of move. I'm yeah. surprised the Cowboys actually did it because they're not usually <laughs> that well run. So. hey <laughs> They forgot right, to the cut next. a few people. Russ started manipulating Which, the by the way, Russ, you missed, I'm sorry. You missed my Trey Lance rant last week, but I, I, I finally put that behind me now. I hoped. Let me I, had to, I hoped. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here where this comes like, Full circle closure because we we did this we like we opened up back in like March with Trey Lance and, and I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that we got the closure on it. All right, our last question at Buford nine four four two or Buffered or whatever. What kind of player would you be looking to acquire in a deal where you are sending a first, but also getting a second in addition to that player, or vice versa? What type of player would you be willing to trade to upgrade from a second to a first? The answer is usually like, I'm going to take that second part of it first. Like if you have a player and a second to get a first, you're going to give another player that's worth about a mid to early second. Like you have a contending team, you send Keenan Allen and a second for their first, you know, well, you send it to a competing team. I should say like if your team isn't good anymore, like in a couple of games, no one's really paying a first for Keenan Allen or DeAndre Hopkins anymore. Just add a second to be able to move those couple of picks up. You know, I, I think that's kind of the player you do put in there. Or even if you want to keep it young, like I, I almost sent to Jamison Williams in seconds to try and get a first. I like I'm I have Jamison Williams on like two rosters, and I just I don't think anyone's doing that. Wait, <laughs> wait. Because this is a predict, this is a micro market, predictable micro market with Jamison Williams. He's coming back in week six. In week five, everybody and their brother is going to be talking about Jamison Williams. You're going to see the clip of him catching the 60 yard touchdown in the only game he played. And, and you're, this is, it's, it's going to be a thing and people are going to be excited and you'll be able to get, you will. You, well, I don't think they're going to get that excited until they actually see him doing it. I think people they, are super down on Jamison Williams. I'm telling you, like Mark Tape here, we're at 38 minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds. Like, this is a thing, Rocky. We'll come back in, in five okay. weeks, and, and people are going to be like, Matthew Barry's going to have him on NBC, and you're going to see Field Yates talking about him on ESPN, and Matt Harmon is going to come on and talk about the reception perception of Jamison Williams. Like, it's going to be everywhere. You turn on your microwave and it's going to be Jamison Williams in five weeks. Sorry, I just had to put that together in my brain to turn on my microwave and there's going to be Jamison Williams. So I sent out two offers that have not been answered yet. Uh, one is Jamison Williams for Quentin Johnston, and the other is Jamison Williams and a third for Calvin Ridley. 
should are are you saying I should pull those back because I should be getting more in a couple of weeks? No, I mean I think those are I think both of those if you get the the other end of that, I think I'd be happy even if it was uh, 5 weeks from now. I mean, yeah. I, I mean Johnson... I'm sure they're going to get rejected, but those are just I saw players I liked and I went for it. Um but the other way around and and I I guess it's really the same thing the other way around cuz the player it's not the value of these players is what fits. So like if you're, you know, sending out a first to get a player in a second, that probably means you're competing. So you want to go to those older guys. You want to go to, you know, Keenan. I think you nailed it with the older guy, like even more so than the value getting older production plus the second or sending older product because you're getting those points and that's going to be tempting to, you know, someone who thinks they're going to have a late first. Yeah, like Tyler Lockett, um, trying to scroll down a bit to see I have the value chart. Uh, Rashad White, Miles Sanders, maybe. And and getting the second justifies it in in people's brains. Like, I can send this first because I'm not only getting this old production that's going to decline, I'm getting the second with it. So it makes it worth it. Yep, exactly. All right, so those are our questions. Let's move up to the Trade Addicts Trades. Trade Addicts Leagues are 12-team Superflex PPR tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage except for TA1, where three out of four are TA1 and me. But the fourth, (laughs) it's Rocky. All right. (laughs) So let's start in Trade Addicts 1. So Trade Addicts 1, I am still mad at Eric because... Eric was like trading everyone their first back, but sent mine to someone else. And he sent it to John, who just really loves draft picks, is all I could think to say. I offered Chris Olave for my 24 first and 25 first to get back, and he rejected that. I was stunned. Like, I'm like, okay, let me give away Chris Olave just to get my picks back so I can rebuild. You're going to reject that? Fine, that's going to be a late first, buddy. Um, so I sent Chris Olave for Matt Stafford, Christian Watson, and Evan Engram. Now, I have to be honest. I don't like this trade. Um, <laughs> you did this out of spite. <laughs> yeah. um, so here's the thing. I'm going to make the playoffs this season. It's just going to happen. Um and I had very few startable players. I literally had four very good wide receivers in DeAndre Swift and Kirk Cousins. I only had one quarterback. Um, so I could not get anything decent for Chris Olave. No one would even bargain with me, like, to a reasonable level. Like, I told you before, like, I was trying to get my first back, trying to get my first back. And John is like, look... I like Chris Olave. I don't pay that much for wide receivers that haven't done it yet. And I really like draft picks, especially this year. So I, this isn't going to happen. I'm like, fair enough. And then everyone else I tried to get, get you know, two plus first for Olave. Everyone's just like, no, no, no. So I found the guy who had a bunch of players that I like on their team, who's, who was the nicest to me in our trade talks. And I just said, yes. <laughs> that's literally what i did i should not have done this trade it is not great for a value but i'm i'm spike competing and that makes me do things i shouldn't do plus like it's another dollar to donate to fantasy cares and i think i mean matt stafford is very very good christian watson i think he's the only dude that's going to be catching the ball there plus i do think he's going to score touchdowns again 
And then Evan Engram, again, I have so much of it that I might as well just go all in, <laughs> I think is what that comes down to. So again, I did not win this trade. I know that. But I like the players I got, and I was happy to give them to Kenny. <laughs> I'm worried about Stafford still, like health-wise, whether he is and, – and now the team around him is – Yeah, garbage. this was it's, before it's the Cups. No, and I, I get that. Like, and like the, the Watson – like I like having Watson so I can trade Watson because I yes. think other people are much higher on Watson than I am and – it gets fine. I, I, I would. I'd rather have Olave, but oh, me and, too. In the long and, run, yeah. And, but at least you're. But you're. I, this is one of those where you have the caveat of understanding who's making the trade, yeah. And understanding that all of a sudden you can turn Stafford, Watson, and Ingram into Ingram plus somebody else that you know equals more than Olave. Like you, I, I've seen you do that. So. I think he's giving you too much credit, Russ. I, I was going to let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's really it's annoying like, was wait, Rocky. You like Christian Watson, right? Like you're a Christian. I Watson do. Guy. I do. I still don't think this is enough for Chris. And I, oh, no, I'm no, even no, lower no, on Alave than 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 most. But I was going to say, I think I'm going to go well for like Christian Watson for Keenan in a second to see what happens. Who has Rocky has Keenan? Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, you don't have any picks because you never do. But yeah. Later tonight, you might that, be getting that, be a, that might be a problem if you want in your inbox, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, this trade is what it is. I just I knew I needed to kickstart my competing, so I did it. Um, the next trade I did, I sent. I had someone else's twenty four first. I sent it back to them, so I sent their twenty four first and a twenty five second for Tua and Amari Cooper. Oh, do you see this surprise face? When I read the show sheet, I was sure that you were getting your own first back because that is a rush move. I love this move for you. I would uh, I would I think, send this to get my first back. I would, but I, yeah. I'm not getting my first back. I think you made them pay the get your first back tax in this trade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I love not that as much you. as I wanted, but this is what I knew I could get away with. And, and this this makes up some for the Olave trade because they're in the same <laughs> league. Yeah. <laughs> no trade not, value. Now you don't have to worry about Stafford because you got a, another quarterback back, or is that is was he your one? You just look at the next trade. Um, uh. so, so next, I traded a Tua for T Higgins <laughs> because I had three quarterbacks, and I'm like, I don't want three quarterbacks. Why would I want three quarterbacks? And I'm like, all right, well, Stafford, I have my Stafford Cup connection. It's fine. Well, it, I mean, I don't have Cup on my team. I'm just saying, like. I thought yeah. Stafford would be fine. And then, of course, uh, this was before ready to perform instead of ready to play. Um, but Tua for T. <laughs> Sorry. That T really... for Tua and Tua for T? Tua for T. <laughs> like, it's funny. I sent this kind of because it, it was to Andrew Hall. And, like, I, I sent this kind of thinking, like, figuring it was going to get accepted. And kind of figuring that we would both be happy about it. I was getting T. Higgins. I didn't need three t- three quarterbacks, but I did need another player because I didn't have enough starters on my team. So, like, I felt like this was just a good trade that would that was fine. And value-wise, I think it's all right. Like, I know startup and trade value are not the same. But T's been going in the second and third round of startups, and two has been falling to, like, the fourth. And, I again, especially... 
quarterbacks, the cheapest place to get them are in drafts. But like I, I, I still felt like this was a good trade, but one that I knew he would take, especially because of the situation of his team. Yeah. So like I, I feel good about this, and it, it'll always make me happy to get T on my team. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to argue there. I, I think you could. I would have asked for a little more on top of T, probably, but it, it's not too far off. I honestly just didn't want to bother. Like, is, <laughs> is a second or a third worth it? Like having to get the rejection and you know waiting like am i going to wait 20 minutes to see if he sends a counter before i send something back again giving up whatever negotiating power i didn't have in the first place <laughs> screw it i like this will happen let's just make it happen there there was no point in the back and forth yeah i feel that you're, you're speaking <laughs> my language <laughs> uh so the last trade we have is trade addicts 11 like i said was rockies and this is a, a very very rocky trade where <laughs> Stefan Diggs and Mike Evans was traded for Zach Charbonnet and a 24 first and second. So, of course, seeing these sides, you know, Rocky sent away Charbonnet, his first and second to get Diggs and Evans. It's a clearly first and second. Exactly. So it's like (laughs) the most Rocky trade ever. And I like it. I think this is good. Like, you're, you're, I know, well, Evans first just never got the respect he should have deserved sort of like after his rookie season he was like wide receiver three and then his sophomore year where he still caught like 12 to 1400 yards but only caught three touchdowns he was trash like no one liked him anymore but the dude still puts up 1100 yards every single year and still catches touchdowns i get it he has baker mayfield now which is not 80 percent tom brady and it was not d gaff james winston I'm still not that worried about Mike Evans because Mike Evans never really won by speed. He won by the fact that you could throw the ball really high up. He will catch the ball and fall down. And a decent amount of times that happens in the end zone. And that we play PPR. So you get the point for the catch and you know, you're getting at least, you know, two yards because he's six feet tall. So if he falls forward, that's two yards. (laughs) So, like, you just hope he lands it and falls in the right direction because even if he catches on the line of scrimmage, you're getting two yards. And, and you know, Steph Diggs is just great. You yeah. know, I don't and care that's... how old he is. I don't care that he had a disgruntled offseason with the Bills or whatever. What He's Steph Diggs. He's really, really good. Diggs is like... the centerpiece, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, so... I like Zach Charbonnet. No idea what that offense is going to look like, especially that running game. And it's the one twelve and the two twelve, right, Rock? So what's the difference? Exactly. It's the, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be the twelve. So, so I I am doing uh, this rate my league podcast with Peter. See that? See the second name down there? Milk Ovens. Yes. Milk Ovens. That's Mike Evans, but a typo. <laughs> I like this. I'm gonna change all my team names to, to, to Milk, milk Ovens. I, I love it. So like just getting. Getting Mike Evans back, you can rock. You can borrow milk ovens, and and I will change the. the it is just the like because of Dave Glidden and his uh, anagram Dynasty Game Night game, <laughs> where uh, Cam Akers will forever be Cake Arms. Cake Arms, <laughs> and now Mike Evans is is, is now milk oven. I love it. All right, 
now I have to go do another anagram game so I can just ruin other players' names for me forever. That that was what crushed me at the expo a couple of years ago. I was yes, it was the yes. anagram game. I was very bad. You were yeah, very yeah. bad. A man oh. with a creative writing degree was terrible. Yeah, yeah, trying to do it like in my head off a screen is oh, a little bit different than like very very poorly. Yeah, yeah, in a room where like thirty people are watching it. Well, that time. that doesn't bother <laughs> me, but I just I didn't have anything to to write with. If I'd had a notebook, it would have been much. Yeah. Well, well I, I don't know if it would have been better, but it would have been better ish. I needed J Mike. J Mike was crushing it. He was. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's the end of our show sheet. That could be the end of our show unless anyone else has anything they want to bring up. Is anybody anybody? Okay, so hold on. Frank did bring up the fact that Sean Tucker is listed as the running back two in in Tampa. Are, I am excited about that because I, I have I have a lot of Sean Tucker. I, I, I liked his tape, but he's one of the guys I did watch, and uh, he, he was super cheap. You get him fourth and fifth round, and. Yeah. Uh, I, I could, I could, I, I'm, I don't know what Zach's uh, evaluation. I don't remember. Are you a Rashad White guy? No, I, he was okay. He kind yeah. of, he kind of reminded me of, and this is going to be, he kind of reminded me of Ronald Jones. Uh, <laughs> like, like it was, a, he was, he was a guy that like wasn't great in traffic and wasn't great in the middle, but if you could get him out in space, he was pretty good. And, and teams don't always want to do that. Like he's quick. Like once he's got the hole, he's, he's, fine but yeah um and and tucker was an interesting play like tucker is fast fast and and is a really good pass catcher and fell because of the medicals yes the heart condition yeah and so he like he was a player that i was scooping up anywhere i could in third fourth you know rounds of of rookie drafts and so this is kind of exactly how you if you drafted sean tucker this is exactly how you hope it played out if you're a zero rb guy which everybody is now zero rb that's the the hotness this year uh then then sean tucker should be rostered and and i like i think he's a good player i think he actually may be maybe better suited to what tampa's trying to do than than white but i mean obviously white's in the driver's seat for now are you confidently, overconfidently sending like a late second to go get Sean Tucker just to get the deal done? Like I said before, I, I don't mind doing that, but that's, but again, you don't care about seconds. second doesn't matter to me. And I'd rather have the guy who's, who has potentially get me points um, this season. So, or Rocky, are you just like, it's, I like it cause he's cheap. Yeah, I, I I like it because I got him cheap, and now I could possibly yeah. sell him for a second too, or I could use the points if depending on how my team is. But uh, I don't know that I'd want to send a second yet. I I'd like I'd rather see how he's used, or maybe see if he gets even a little more. But maybe Rashad White gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I don't. Th- I think I'd rather hold off. And uh, if I want the production, I'd like to see a little bit of use, like what, what the usage breakdown is first. Um, and, uh, so yeah, if, I, if I'm going to buy him, I would probably rather hold off unless someone's still willing to sell him. Like they got him for the fourth and they're willing to sell him for like two thirds. I would do that. But, uh, I, I don't think, I think I'd hold off on the second right now. The, the cool thing about Tucker though, you see, I don't think he needs a lot of touches to be, because he's so explosive. Like he's that, he's that gets in the second level, makes two cuts and is just housing it. And so like, that's, I, I don't. I I like that. That's you know. I, I, I want that in my. I like guys taking it to the house too. 
<laughs> in my touchdown only leagues, that that's great. <laughs> well, on that very fake thing I just said, that will be <laughs> the end of our show. Um, well, Zach, thank you as always for being our our uh, mighty mouse. Here he comes to save the day. Whenever I get that text late, like eleven thirty last night, Rocky's like. Hey man, uh, neither of us got a guest for tomorrow. You want to send that Zach signal out to see if he can, uh, he can <laughs> come save us? I'm like, I'll text him in the morning. I'm just picturing a light with Zach's bald head up in the sky. <laughs> the Zach signal. <laughs> yep, and, and, it, and it worked. So thank you, Zach, for coming on. Um, our stuff before we go. Well, well, you did say you might be putting out Dynasty Dummies. I, the, I forgot the, you do have things that you might be able to actually, if you ever feel like doing it. The, the um, plan is that that we drop one Thursday. Well, it'll, we record it Thursday. It'll probably be like Saturday by the time I get around to doing whatever it is I do with it. But yeah. just, I know you live in Maine and J Mike lives in Kentucky. Is it? So you have to get a, a really long Cincinnati. Cincinnati to start poking him like dummy blitz, dummy <laughs> blitz, like just start poking. Um, so yeah, well, go check out the dynasty dummies because they're awesome. And also, Check us out at patreon.com slash tradeaddictspod. You can hang with us while we record, watch, and get blinded by Zach's beautiful shiny head. And, you know, ask us questions. Tell me stuff I miss, like a lot of people in our chat always do, and I love them for it. And also we have our Cool Kids Club chat on uh, Discord, which is fun stuff. Otherwise, go donate to Fantasy Cares, fantasycares.org slash donate because it's the right thing to do and because I said so and because since I said it that means you have to do it I think that's the way that works just like Rocky give give me Keenan Allen Keen, Rocky, <laughs> Rocky give me Keenan Allen yeah that always works <laughs> <laughs> night everybody <laughs> night, right? thank you for listening to the Great Attic a proud member in the Dicey Attic Podcast Network please follow your host at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya.